every morning at Abile Gomede and Anastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. So th- 7.31, AgriSA uh, released a statement saying that it has noted concerns about the potential negative impact of load shedding on the agricultural sector and the broader value chain. And to talk to us a little bit more about that um, is Paul Makube. But before we get to him, we're going to talk to Patrick Kantz. Who is uh, who wrote an interesting article about the mining on the JSC is not what it used to be. Patrick, thank you so much uh, for your time. So why is it that way? Good morning, Mr. It's an interesting story uh, if you consider that the JSC was really built on, on mining and built on South African mining in particular. And over the last century, the JSC was the, the world's best-performing stock market, primarily because of uh, the South African mining story. But of course, over the last 20, 30 years, mining in South Africa has been on a decline. Uh, and that's reflected in uh, the stock market as well. Uh, 10 years ago, there were 11 mining stocks uh, in the top 40 on the JEC. And together, they constituted about 41% of the index. Um, today, uh, there are only three mining counters on the top 40, uh, making up about 18% of the index. And most is that those three counters, BHP, Anglo-American, and Anglo-Goldashanti, uh, are mostly operating outside of South Africa. Investors usually move with their money, Patrick, it's Arabile here, but you know, it, it kind of gives you a sense and an understanding that clearly the situation locally is not one that they you know, agree with, attest to, and, and really take in uh, you know, with, with any sense of joy. Can South Africa's mining sector sort of become uh, joyful again, considering the fact that we have now put in legislation like the mining charter? Or have you know, do investors just think once things have gone bad, they've gone bad for good, and it'll take almost forever to get back in that in that space? Well, the tragedy is that we have unfortunately uh, created so much uncertainty in the sector that it's going to take a lot to, to encourage investors to to come back again. Um, there, there's no doubt that there still remains great potential in the sector. Uh, Africa's regional space is sort of terrible. A lot of it has, you know, if you look at gold and platinum, it's a bit more difficult to mine, but there are other uh, commodities, such as manganese, for instance, um, which offer great mining potential. The question is making it attractive for people to come and mine this stuff. Um, and although uh, you're correct that a little bit more certainty has been brought in by the new mining charter. The damage that's been done, particularly by the last uh, Minister of Mineral Resources, was so extreme uh, that it's going to take a lot to encourage investors to come back again. Yeah, and, and walking out is clearly the one thing that seems to have happened quite a lot then. So should you be looking at the mining sector when investing in it in particular as saying to yourself that I'm only looking then for international exposure? Uh, and if you're looking for the South African exposure, that you should perhaps you know, be looking at just those specific companies at it because it, it clearly is very difficult. And how does the change in technology still uh, you know, change things up. Are we still only looking at the more mechanized mines than we are at the labor-intensive ones? Because that that says a lot. Then, for the likes of Sibanye. Yeah, you know, obviously, mechanization is a, is a big issue in South Africa, where labor is a, still a very uh, strong political force, and so that is a consideration that, that people have to take. But, but in terms of 
investing. Um, there are really two sides to that story. The first is that um, because the, the large miners, uh, and Glencore, I didn't mention, it's not part of the top 40, because although it is in fact larger than Anglo-American, uh, it's local free flows is small for it to the top 40. Um, if, you, if you consider Glencore, BHP, and Anglo-American, um, they have actually provided better Rand Hedge than any of the other uh, big Rand Hedge stocks in the JSE in the last year. I think it's called Mustache or Richmond or British American Tobacco, which people usually think of as the Rand Hedges that you should be investing in. Uh, all three of those performed quite poorly over the last 12, 13 years, uh, whereas the big diversified miners have done quite well. So yes, there you, you've been able to diversify away from South African uh, specific risks, uh, and you've got the benefit of the Rand Hedge. That doesn't, however, mean that uh, there aren't opportunities in those mining companies that are focused on South Africa. Uh, because what often happens in investing is that when uh, sentiment is at its poorest, uh, opportunities present themselves. Now, there are two good examples. Uh, the first being South 32, uh, which was spun out of BHP uh, in 2015. And when it listed, uh, many people looked at it well, a lot of South African assets here, big problems in that country. Zuma was president at the time. Zwane was still the Minister of Mines. People didn't like what they were seeing. And so the share price listed at around 20 and declined to under 11 rand. So it almost halved uh, in a matter of a few months by the end of 2015. And then people started looking at this and thinking, but hang on, um, there are actually some very good assets in this company, um, making a lot of cash, uh, seems to be well managed. And so actually from that point, the share price was more than tripled. Uh, the South 32 from under 11 rand is now trading at over 36 rand. Um, African Rainbow Minerals, another story. It, it peaked way back in, in 2008, the height of the commodity at around uh, 300 rand, then declined and wobbled around a bit, and eventually uh, in uh, 2014 was up at over 230 rand. And people thought at that point, um, this was now a, a, a great buy, but in fact, it declined very sharply from there as commodity prices fell up, got out of bed, and went all the way down to under 40 rand. Again, at which point people were thinking, well, this is a South African company, South African assets, now December 2015, everything is going wrong in the country, but you know what, this company actually has some very good assets, very good mines, uh, making a lot of cash, and again, from that point. From under 40 rand, she is now trading at over 150 rand. So it's not to say that there aren't investment opportunities in South Africa, uh, because the market cycles are such that when people are at the most cynical, when sentiment is at its worst, then sometimes that's when opportunities are going to present themselves. And that has, in fact, played out in different parts of the market. Yeah. All right. Well, Patrick, appreciate your time this morning. Patrick Hans from uh, MoneyWeb there, telling to us just about how the mining sector just hasn't been the same uh, and isn't what it used to be, particularly on the JSC. So those mining counters really struggling. For the first month of 2019, resources have performed in line as well with the wider market, both going up around 2.8%. We've seen better performances with regards to trading updates as well. A lot more from the PGM space than it is from uh, the gold space. Yesterday, we saw the likes of Harmony Gold as well 
coming out with a trading update on that front, uh, seeing their profits go down. I think it was 94%. So uh, a little bit of hurt coming through on those counters. But overall, seemingly, uh, and of course, yes, coming from a low base, but nonetheless, you know, it is it is still uh, a, a slightly better picture coming through from that mining sector. So perhaps there is some hope with regards to the changing story as things perhaps begin to progress in that sector. And of course, we just come from that mining in Daba. So who knows? Indeed, it is uh, significantly important that what is 8% of South Africa's GDP continues to thrive. It's 740, your traffic.